Welcome back. Welcome back. Rone Geeks here on Division Spoilers Recap. We are now talking about episode eight. One episode left. We're almost at the end. We're in the end game now. You know, to quote Doctor Strange. <laughs> Gotta quote Doctor Strange there, because you know, we'll get into that. But I think that's very important to bring up Doctor Strange early on. Um, we are Grown A Geeks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you have watched all eight episodes of WandaVision. If not, go back and check out the playlist WandaVision at the Grown A Geeks YouTube channel and we'll get you up to speed and let you know exactly what's going on. We'll get you through episode seven and by the time you start watching this, you'll be good to go. Um, we've, got a, we've, got, we've got a lot to talk about here. We're going to try to compact it and get to the good stuff. Um, we got Jeffrey here with us tonight. Jeffrey, say hello. What it? We've got Brent joining us with all his fantastic notes. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? With me, as always, my man, Will. What up? And, of course, I'm your host. I am Sam. Uh, we are Grown A Geeks. We are the admins. You can actually find us on Facebook. We, You can click that QR code in the top left-hand corner of your screen. That will take you to the Grown A Geeks group on Facebook where you can see all the cool content that we talk about. We talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different conversations. Um, you can also find our YouTube channel. Hopefully you're here now and that's how you're seeing this. But if not, click that QR code in the top right corner. Uh, you can find us there, Grown A Geeks. Also, if you're a sports fan, you can check out our Gag Sports Network. You can check out our podcast. We are on a ton of podcast services where you can find all the great content. I know we're on Spotify, we're on Breaker, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Anchor. Um, just a lot of great stuff, a lot of great stuff. Jeff has been doing such a fantastic job with the hosting duties lately, so I am going to pass it off to him. Before I do that, one last thing I just want to point out for those of you who get a chance to watch, make sure to check out our merchandise available at teesprings.com slash grown a geeks where you can own a fantabulous shirt like this. It says grown a geeks right here. It's got the gag logo grown a geeks underneath uh, their shirts, hoodies, face masks, mugs. Lots of cool stuff there, and uh, we're going to have some special designs coming soon, so go ahead, jump in there now and get that first that first run merch, get some of that OG merchandise before we do all the revisions and present you with some great stuff. Without further ado, I pass it off to you, Jeff. Take it away. What's up, everybody? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Um, yeah, like Sam said, welcome back to this episode eight recap. I am testing out some new sound stuff, so if anything sounds weird, apologies. If you hear any loud bangs, that's my three-year-old upstairs playing. Um, we're working out a recording space. As you can see, I'm in my garage, but that's how much I really, really wanted to be on this show to talk about you know, a really, really great show with a really, really great um, group of guys. So Let's just start with just like initial thoughts on the episode. Um, Brent, how how did this episode make you feel? How did you receive it? I received this episode with a whole batch of depression because <laughs> holy cow, that episode shows you 
literally, if Wanda did not have an origin story before this episode, she does now. And it is straight up one of the saddest things I've watched in a long time. It was a great episode, but the overwhelming amount of sadness in this episode was at all-time high for Marvel. It's very dark for what they normally do. Yeah, it's very like how much bad stuff can happen to like one person. And it's just like, just when you think it's worse. Here's another thing. We're going to move on to our red string um, theorist, <laughs> Will. You know, got his new bright uh, ring light going on, looking so fresh, so clean. What's up, man? What did you think about the episode? Oh, man. So it's, it's a lot to uh, unpack and stuff like that. Uh, me and one of my fellow admins, Tabs, we had to have a whole little emotional going back and forth to make sure we understood, you know, what was happening and, you know, how we felt about it. It's funny. We were both <laughs> eating like Hawaiian sweet rolls at the time trying to figure out, wait, did this just happen? What's the process? Uh, I thought it was really good how they kind of took everything back and kind of gave you that origin, like Brent was saying. Um, they really dive deeper in it so you get a sense of understanding for what Wanda's going through and stuff like that and how it led to the moment. So I thought the episode so far where thing was perfectly placed and so like that. Freaking so we've been on the edge of our seats, we're still on the edge of our seats, and it's just like, holy shit, what's coming next? Sam. How did how did it make you feel? Um, a lesser man might have shed a thug tear, and I was real close myself because Wanda's entitled to feel exactly how she feels, and if you have that kind of power, I I get where she's at right now, and you you really just if you didn't feel sorry for Wanda with everything else, kind of following her life's journey. You're just like, man, I'm glad somebody's like always there for If nothing else, that's reason alone to keep vision. Let her have her little town because if that's what she needs to cope, give it to her. Because if she was to take this another direction, who knows? Right. And she's just emotionally distraught. And it's just like one thing after another, man, the, the hits keep coming. So, yeah, yeah, I felt that when it was it was hitting me in the heartstrings the whole episode. Yeah, I was in pretty much the same boat. Um, I definitely think, you know, we've definitely kind of talked on here kind of about the depression theme. And I think, you know, a lot of kind of what we saw was just like the steps and how Wanda has just like had to navigate so much throughout her life. I think a lot of time, like, you know, when we go back to when we got introduced to her in Ultron, we know she came from like a government facility and Hydra and all that stuff like that. But, you know, you don't have the kind of traumatic experiences that we've gotten with all our other heroes and like learning their backstories. Well, for the most part, I mean, whenever Black Widow comes out, I suppose we'll like learn more about that, too. But for the most part in the MCU, we kind of understand on a core level, like what our heroes have been through and what they've had to endure and you know, here we've kind of we kind of get a picture of, you know, Wanda doing just what she can, you know what I mean? And just like something bigger than her working through her. And I found that like, you know, really, really like fascinating. Um, 
So in an effort to really try to like, as I don't know if any of our viewers have noticed, but our episodes have gradually been getting a little more organized and shorter, more succinct to the point. So we're going to try to go through the recap because like the thing that we really, really like and we know that our viewers like is really for us to get into like our theories and opinions and really start mixing it up on the episode. But obviously this is a recap episode, so we have to kind of go into detail about some of the things that happen. Um, so, you know, we're going to kind of split the show in half. First half is going to be recap and that's what we're going to go into now. So opening, you know, on the episode, we open with Agnes slash Agatha now that that's been revealed at the end of last episode we're back in the like crucible times you know and she's tied to a stake and she's going through a witch trial um by other witches no less yeah by other witches it's revealed and it's her own coven that ends up you know blasting her and she's accused of stealing magic which is a very common like thing for bad witches to do if you read like any witch stuff um she was rushing the process using magic that was far advanced beyond her and her point of view is well it's not my fault i'm powerful enough to like handle it essentially and why do i have to wait if i can if i have the power to kind of like do this so they all try to blast her and she does the classic comic book reverse blast. We see her purple energy that we saw at the end of the last episode. And then boom, we're back in the basement. And I found this portion to be really, really fascinating. I'm going to talk just kind of about everything that happens before we go into the, the recap, just like recap that. And then we'll talk about it really quickly. Okay. She does the villain monologue with Wanda. And as she's walking around, She's becoming increasingly surprised by how little Wanda understands her own power because she's showing her like basic things and she's saying things where it's just like, yeah, if you were like a basic witch and just like studied to do little stuff, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. But I see you don't know what I'm talking about. So like what is going on? And I think, you know, she gets to a very, very important question. It's just like, who are you? Like She keeps asking over and over, like, who are you? I've been waiting for you to reveal yourself. I've been trying to wake you up. I almost did it with Pietro. And, you know, I think Agnes is really a character. Agnes Agatha is a really a character that we have had mixed conversations about, but I was the last one to get on, on board with her and her sentience and stuff like that. You know, I need a little more proof before I put my red string on the board. I'm stingy with my red strings. But what did you guys kind of just think about this opening as a whole just our interest like a reintroduction to agnes and seeing her in a new light seeing her past and also seeing like her with wanda and her kind of this kind of like weird like almost like how did you get so much power who are you because you don't know the basics type thing I'm going to start with Brent because I see Sam has something he wants to say. <laughs> so we're going to make him wait. All right. Um, basically, it's weird that Marvel decided to do an origin story for someone that they consider a villain. Because most Marvel villains don't really get their whole origin. It's just, oh, yeah, I'm bad. I'm here. This is what I do. And for Agatha to get that small origin part was definitely more satisfying for her character development. I can't say enough good things about the actor actress portraying Agatha. Catherine Hahn. 
Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen throughout the episode, like both of them were absolutely spot on because you kind of noticed there was no side characters. It was them two. Whole episode, perfect carry. Um, the weird thing that I got was Agatha's mom, her crown like appeared when she was trying to blast Agatha and it was like a weirdish purple thing. Like if you go back in the comics, doesn't that kind of look like the Tome of Terranara or Terrana from the Atlantean princess? Like I know I'm throwing out way crazy left field <laughs> red strings here, but like that crown definitely felt out of place, but Marvel doesn't show you things unless it wants you to see something like that. So this is kind of, feeding me along as you called me the Easter bunny a while ago. They're just starting to give me the eggs now. So I thought that was definitely weird. I know Sam's got something to add on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's make it, let's make it conversational. So uh, yeah, definitely with the, with in the order of the witches, I suppose it would it kind of indicate that um, her mother would be considered like the witch queen and, you know, her having that, um, that particular crown lends to the amount of power she should have when all the other witches were down, you know, the mother still thought, well, I can take her out myself. And at that point she, you know, began attacking directly. Uh, what stood out to me most. In I was that- also, Oh, sorry. Go I was going to say, I also was like, well, if you're that powerful, why aren't you just like blasting with the other witches? Like at the same time, why are you holding back? That was like, just like a weird thing that I noticed during the episode, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I think, and and to that point, I think it's at the end of the day, it is still her daughter. Um, and that's actually perfect because that kind of goes into my next point. Um, Brennan mentioned just a moment ago that we typically don't get the origin story for a villain. And I believe we got this origin story because as I saw throughout this episode, I view her less of a villain that I would have previously her interactions with Wanda when they're down in the, in the basement, you know, she's talking to her. And like you said, she's like, you know, Wanda's like, who are you? She's like, who are you? You know? And she's like, I was drawn to this place. You've got all these spells going on. Like, how did you do this? And it's almost a sense of admiration coupled with confusion. And it's almost like Agnes went into it. Like, I want you to teach me how to do this. But then like, as she's talking to Wanda, she's like, wait, you don't even know how you're doing this. So you can't teach me. So like, right. What's going on here? Like, I can't get what I want from you. Cause you don't even know. You don't have the like, answers what you're to doing. the questions I'm exactly. asking. And I think it even dates back to the conversation she was having with her mother, where she's like, you know, I have this power. Teach me how to use it. Cause she actually pleads instead of saying like, you know, just teach me how to use this power I have. And the coven, they're like, no, you're you're too powerful. You've dipped into the I'm guessing the dark arts or whatever. Um, There was a visual element in that moment that stood out to me. All the witches power was blue. Every witch that was shooting had blue energy. And right before we see the purple come out, there's this aura of like this orangish, reddish, goldish kind of power flowing around and then we see Agatha go purple if Agatha had been a witch her power would also be blue but blue and red 
make purple. And so that visual element stood out, even even going back to like one of the previous episodes where the tome, whatever book that is, and I'll let Brent talk about that, but whatever book that is or may be, had that same orangish reddish energy. So the fact that Agatha's power is displayed as purple, of course, that that really stands out. And that was something that I zeroed in on. and was just like, why is hers purple? Maybe it's blue and red, which, of course, make purple. So she sees all this red energy with Wanda and she wants to get more of that red energy to maybe dispel the blue. Oh, get your get your button. Yeah, you muted yourself. Yeah, sorry, my bad. There you go. You have any thoughts about um, Agnes? The opening, just like, how did that affect your red string board? Sure. Uh, I think with everything with Agnes, so uh, like Brent brought up the crown and stuff like that, and I can never say her name right, but uh, what Zara uh she was, you know, the one that I think Brent was referring to earlier, so that, but she's primarily white magic. It's about that. So it kind of makes sense with, um, you know, the mother, so I think, uh, was, you know, practicing white magic, so that her daughter starts doing dark magic, and so that. So yeah, there's going to be a clash. Um, Especially, I think that it was at that moment in time when she pretty much sapped the other witches and stuff like that. She had enough power at that point to counteract her mother and stuff like that and take over. Um, And, uh, I think, again, this shows me Agatha. I don't think, again, she necessarily, she, she, to me, she seems more along the realm of a child in that point. Like, again, I don't know how old she was at that point. So that, but it's more or less like, if I can, if I can use it, why can't I have it? Freaking, you know, it's like a parent trying to explain, like, you know, you can't have, you can't put this fork in selection beside, but why? Like, no, you can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, you can't do it. So that's what it all comes down to. And I think as time went on, it's about that again with theories and stuff like that. We've already been over, you know, Nicholas Scratch and stuff like that. And she was wondering about freaking you can revive people. And I think that's more and more like, okay, what can you do? How can you do it? I need to know. Because mm-hmm. again, she's trying, I think she's trying to revive somebody. I think she's trying definitely trying to, you know, get her son back or whatever the case may be. And now it's like, let me poke and prod as much as possible to figure out how you're doing it. You know what's causing you to do it and eventually at some point if i can't you know figure out how you're doing it and do it for myself then i'm gonna make you do what i want which is like the hostage situation towards the end so uh definitely i'm, I'm curious about how it's gonna how it's gonna roll as far as uh the magical elements about that because even with uh you know zara na she has brought things again this is me just kind of connecting strings so she's used her magic to bring about different things including agamotto which we've already had agamotto mentioned in dr strange with the eye of agamotto being the necklace and stuff like that freaking for the uh, time stone so i don't know we're gonna just kind of see where it goes but everything has been really my board is really fucked up right now in, in, a, in, a, in a good way like there's too many like i can't distinguish which strings are going where completely right now because they're all right awesome. Exactly. Brent, you had some. I just got one more denim to the scene and then I'll leave this scene alone. Um, At the very end of the scene, we see Agatha bend over, grab the brooch and snatch it. 
And now that we've actually got a good look at that brooch, it looks like a Wiccan triple moon is the symbol on it, mm -hmm. which is the three symbols are the mother, the maiden, and the crone. The mother would be Wanda. The crone is Agatha. So the maiden by default would be Monica. So those three characters moving forward, I believe they'll be fighting whatever Sam is alluding to or Will is alluding to is pulling the strings behind the scenes so there's a lot of red string going on i'm just trying to pinpoint where exactly but i don't want to stay on that point too long it's jeff look at oh. his name it's jeff <laughs> Jeffisto. <laughs> i wish no um yeah i thought like the thing that i liked the most about this scene was the part where you know agnes is really just like yeah you don't know what you're doing because she's just like a basic this spell it takes years of practice to do this on just like the smallest level but you're running illusions all the way at the end of town and it's just like Magical she really thinks that pilot like, <laughs> yeah she really thinks that like wanda is this like nefarious person who will not like tell her or reveal her true self to her and i just found that like approach really fascinating of just being like this is a small version of what you're doing and this is how much training it would take. But so you're trying to tell me that you don't know. Okay, cool. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through your past and we're going to figure out, you know, and she uses what she told not Pietro because he wasn't Pietro. Pietro. Yeah. Pietro. <laughs> <laughs> like what she said there, where she's just like, um, you know, I just felt, this so she's like okay well if you're gonna feel this then we're gonna take a walk through your past and i know a lot of people felt like you know we were done with the sitcom trope but i even like that this was still like a sitcom trope it was actually two that i noticed one the flashback episode that everybody's like oh we're sitting around looking at the picture album and we look at this picture then we go to that scene from earlier in the season so that was like an interesting take on doing the still doing the sitcom um, trope in the episode, even though we are quote unquote in the technically real world right now. But then also like the trope, almost like the it's a wonderful life trope, where it's just like, let's go back and like look at your life and this and that and the third. And sometimes it's like, this is what life would be like without you. But really, you know, that guardian angel, but like being turned on his head where instead of going back and showing you all the good moments, I'm just going to like force you to deal with your trauma. And so when we go into it's like a really past, messed up Christmas Carol, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Christmas nightmare. Um, she says the only way forward is to go back. And, you know, I think that goes into what we've been talking about with just like depression and dealing with like, do how Wanda's dealing with things versus like how you kind of have to deal with these things. So we see four settings, Sokovia, the Hydra facility, the Avengers compound, and then when she comes back from being blipped at the sword facility. Um, in each one of these, we see her watching sitcoms. So we get the references, why she has those references that goes back to, I think we were talking about this in like either episode three or four where why would she be latching on to these sitcoms and i feel like everybody was just like why would you do dick van Dyke? like nobody but it's like <coughs> that's what she was watching in sokovia because her dad was the bootleg man and yeah, i got that <laughs> he too, was trying to sell bootleg well, DVDs on the street <laughs> yeah so 
not only do we deal with that, but in each scene, except for the Avengers compound, she's processing the death of a loved one in a way. So in Sokovia and in the Hydra facility, she's still processing her parents' death. And then actually, no, in the Avengers compound, she's processing Pietro's death. And then at S.W.O.R.D., she's processing Vision's death. So there's, even in the way the scenes are built, there's a lot of uh, parallels. But I just want you guys to, like, let's just dive in and talk about, you know, what we liked from these different flashbacks and what um, we kind of, like, got out of them. Um, Will, why don't you kick us off and, like, just, like, which flashback was your favorite? Um, one of the flashbacks was I want to say back when the the whole uh, Stark missile came in. So yes. that yes, it would have something to do with Stark leaving alone. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, it, but I'm not gonna say it because it really made me wonder. And so one of the questions it was brought up and stuff like that. They were there for two days, but why were they there for two days? So like that what did Wanda's powers and stuff manifest early and stuff like that? Which is something I brought up earlier and stuff like that. Her powers were, were were they already freaking there? Were they already something else relevant? Were they activated by the stone? Did she get it from the stone? We still don't have no super big clarification on that and stuff, you know, when going into the episode. So it was just like, okay, well, what's happening in that scene? So I'm still trying to break that scene down and stuff like that in its entirety to make sure I put it on my board. But that's the one that's got my attention the most. Um, and just as a side note, the other one um, what got me was more or less when uh vision and you know scarlet witch you know mm. are uh sitting there yeah. you know having okay, a conversation the and having a conversation on the bed and stuff like that and again like just really good i'm not gonna go too much in any place once hit more on it but yeah that's that's where i'm at whoever wrote that line needs a needs a bonus yeah for sure that's going on a poster somewhere oh yeah i mean brent what did you think what what scene i mean what scene were you like? Well, you to add on to like, <laughs> I'm trying to narrow it down to like the only essentials because we're trying to be more time um, useful on it. No, nah, man, we're good. We're actually good. But as Will was saying, I'm pretty sure Agatha said that Wanda used a probability spell. Well, she like asked, she was like, so what'd you do? Use a probability spell, blah, 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 blah. Because like she, Wanda stuck out her said, hand and then the missile. She points it out as, as a speculation, not not asking yeah, yeah. her if okay. she did it. She's well, like, Wanda says, I said what she did. it just didn't blow up. Yeah. I think it was like a dud missile from Wanda's perspective. And I think, you know, as a viewer, you don't know. Like, because when you look back, you're like, well, is it that or is it this? Wanda it's don't know she got these yeah. powers. So, yeah um well intentionally okay. confusing yeah exactly it's <laughs> like if she was born with it it gives a whole new train of thought to everything that is going on it changes the entirety of her character but the scene that i really got stuck with was when she was in the hydra facility and how the stone literally chose her it popped out its socket and came right at her and then she sees the vision of who she is as a nexus being like that could have been her from like a different universe, but it's still the same person throughout literally chose her and gave her, her powers. And it, in a weird way, it seems like Wanda is being treated like this Phoenix level power with all this aura and stuff. And it's weird how Marvel did a better job in like 10 minutes illustrating that than X-Men did with two shitty movies. So that was, 
basically. No, yeah, I was definitely getting Phoenix vibes too. Like, I actually like had to stop myself from writing Phoenix when I was like writing the notes, just because like when you see that silhouette, like the black silhouette with the like orange and everything around it, it just, I mean, visually it screams like Phoenix. And then also, I think, um, Agatha says there after like because Agatha always makes like a little comment after each flashback and she says so you came in contact with an infinity stone and then unlocked what would have otherwise died on the vine which leads to one theory that I'm going to talk about in theories later on I got a I got a lot of that's our that's our that's our photo right there I got my own board that I'm going to slide into the red, the red string room and okay, just okay. see what y'all think about it later. So okay. I see a whiteboard um, behind you. I've got a, I got a lot of theories. So <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, Sam, the flashbacks, like, what were you like feeling? Not feelings, but like feeling like, what did you like? And the, stuff like that. Obviously I, I was very much a fan of the Avengers compound flashback. I think that kind of summarized the connection that, Wanda had because well the, well the connection Wanda had with Vision um, of course when you look at the entirety of the scenes each each one of the flashbacks of course kind of gives you some insight to this character of Wanda and everything we've had from Wanda up to this point has just been real time what's happening today um, everything she's discussed has always been in retrospect she, you know conversations she she and Pietro have about how they came about their parents that kind of thing we never really got that backstory so getting her official and I'm gonna say retconned origin story um it was it was very satisfying to see that because one thing I've become more accustomed to is recognizing what I'm shown versus what I know and having that discernment to say like, well, here we see it because it hadn't occurred to me until this episode. She's literally only been Wanda. We refer to her as something different, but technically in the MCU, she's only been Wanda. Now we know yeah, who and Wanda like Agent is. Wu, Agent Wu calls that out when they're like arguing. He's like, she doesn't even have a nickname. Right, And then even just the feeling of when you hear those words, you're like, oh, yeah, nobody's ever said that before. And and it's one of those moments. And um, but as far as the specific scenes. The the opening scene of her as a child or the first flashback of her as a child was perhaps the most telling of who Wanda is because that is a that is perhaps the most traumatic event I think a person could you know experience firsthand like that um I won't go super deep in it but it was like even though I'm watching this and I know what's about to happen when I saw it on screen that still floored me like I was audibly like shocked and stunned and my wife even joked because she was like you just said that was going to happen I was like yeah but did you see that like <laughs> I mean, just the it's way like, this they is did in the DC it. universe, right? Like that, like that was really and the way dark. it was done too, because it was like she's having this like happy moment with her family, and exactly. like, we're seeing we're like seeing her connect to Mary Tyler Moore in Dick Van Dyke, 
makes me appreciate episodes like one and two even more because it's not just about <laughs> comfort. It's like, I noticed that like all of these um, flashbacks happen in what she considered her home at the time. And then even in the other, in the later flashback, when we see her go after she leaves sword facility and she like drives into Westview. And obviously like, as soon as I saw that plot of land and just like the foundation, I was like, Oh no, this, this, this is what it was. And when we see her build that house, and we see her create vision. She's creating him in the, the image of what she first knew love to be. Which you know what I'm saying? Experiences as a perfect life. Yeah. The complete opposite of her work. Like you literally hear a gun battle taking place outside their window, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, just, just seeing that whole scene and watching that unfold the explosion, she and Pietro um, stuck up under the rubble and the TV continuing to play in the background. It's almost like that's probably the only thing that kept her through those two days and allowed her to maintain some level of sanity. Um, you know, but it's it's it, it definitely shows the connection she has to the sitcoms and why she likes, I mean, she even goes to say that her favorite episode is one of the Dick Van Dyke shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was from the DVD set. So that was, you know, obviously the, the facility, the Hydra facility was a big, was a great scene. Um, and it connects to some other stuff. So I'll discuss it later, but seeing this origin, it does kind of retcon who Wanda is and who we've experienced who we've suspected Wanda to be, we get to actually see it. And Marvel did this a way Marvel typically doesn't do. This was actually the way another studio might've done it (laughs) coming so late in the game, but they did it correctly still. And it was, I mean, I, Shout out. It was still done very well because if you're going to retcon a character, this is how you do it. This is how you make everything fit what you've already told us and established. And um, yeah, I, I was I think it's that one scene set it up for me. I think the only other thing really to talk about in the flashbacks was the sword flashback and when she goes to like recover Vision's body and, you know, I read something that was like, it's kind of jacked up that the Avengers just let them like take vision. Like he wasn't like one of them, but I get it. She, but when she came back, you know, that's where her first thought is, you know, where is he? Where's the body? She can't feel him. So, you know, she's definitely like accepts that he's dead in that moment, but that's not the story that we got Mm -hmm. from Hayward in the beginning, you know, and then when I thought about it, I was like, well, they didn't actually show Wanda, like, take the body. They just show her, like, break the glass, and then we were supposed to fill in the blanks. I think that's, like, a common theme with, with Wanda and how we've interacted with her, especially as, like, comic book fans. We 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 fill in a lot of things that we think are blanks, but they're just, like, not with what we know from the comic books. But really, like, I think that's really why I'm so fascinated by like Agnes in this episode as a whole, because Agnes is like making us, even as comic book fans, 
understand that like nobody knows who Wanda really is. Not even Wanda, not even all you comic book fans, not even, you know, I mean, shit, maybe even Kevin Feige, like he might not even know yet. Like he, it might be still fluid or whatever, but yeah. I think um, I've got something for that later too. Yeah, that was just like the fascinating part about it for me. And then she drives into Westview and, you know, they were, they were, they were trying to actually build a life together that felt, you know, even in real world, like a sitcom. They were moved into like some suburban town, sitcom neighborhood, town square. We're driving through, we're seeing all the people who we've come to know and love throughout the different various sitcoms. And they're just like regular everyday people like in that town. And it's kind of that stark reminder that like, as much as we feel for Wanda, these people have lives too. And they're being like kind of held prisoner and it's not all like gravy like what she's doing um and then we have like the beautiful moment of like you know the thing that i noticed was that it the magic poured out of her heart and it was like you know when she's talking about that wave that's like consuming her this red wave consuming her i feel like that is almost just like it was it became like a visual and a physical embodiment of that depression spilling out of her and then the depression building the world that she wished she could have because even earlier like when she's talking to vision about pietro she's like the only thing that's going to make me feel better is seeing him again not talking about it but to actually see him again and when she didn't have vision to like help her work through the depression about talk vision, her off the ledge instead, she went to the next level and an idea that was put in her head by hayward <laughs> <laughs> and, and even with the comment you made about the wave, she specifically states when she's talking to Vision how she felt consumed by this wave and it just keeps in, you know, enveloping her over and over and over. And this was finally the last straw because she lost her parents. She still had Pietro. She lost Pietro. She gained Vision. Now she's lost Vision. She has nothing. She's an orphan. No family. No brother, no love. You know, she's kind of hated by the community because of the incident in Lagos. You know what I'm saying? So she's racked with guilt from that. You talk about some PTSD. This woman's going through it. And the last straw, when she finally goes back to see Vision's body at the facility, um, not being able to see him there, you could see that was like her breaking point. And... Mm -hmm from the previous, you know, the last time we saw her like touching to the mind stone and, you know, she's telling vision, like all I feel is you. And now she's like, I can't feel you. And she knows that he's gone. She leaves, she goes to the plot of land with the deed. And when she's looking at the deed, of course it's got the little heart vision. And that was just her breaking point. And at that moment, as you mentioned, that wave, instead of toppling her, this time it poured out from her. She was she was done being the victim, so to speak. And she was going to have a she was going to be happy. Yeah. Poof. The whole yeah. town is now there to make her happy. And yeah, no. And, was, and it was like a really powerful scene visually, emotionally. I just thought that 
you know, the way they've handled it. And the thing this episode, too, was, like, the score. Like, I know, like, the music of the show has been good because, like, every episode's had these, like, funny, fun, like, uh, sitcom theme songs. But, like, the the score here was just, like, it was just, like, right on point. And uh, I don't know who did it. I ain't looked it up. But, (laughs) like, congratulations to that man, I guess. Anybody have anything else they want to touch on on the, like, the different flashbacks really quickly before we move into like kind of the closing and then we're going to get to the red strings and the bulletin boards and whatnot. I'm good. No, I, 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 I think everything else, I think everything else I, I have would kind of fall into the red string. I mean, there's some obvious yeah. moments in each one of the flashbacks that for needs sure to be touched on, but Overall, no, it it was just really nice to see them retcon her character, give her a proper origin. So that's now two origin stories, technically three when we get to that part. But um, we've gotten a lot of good origins from this show and they've done a really good job with it. Oh, the only thing we didn't touch upon was white vision. Well, no, we yeah, that's going to be next because she leaves the she gets out of all the stuff and they realize like, you know, Agnes is Agatha's in the crowd doing her little like, you know, slow fake clap, slow clap or whatever. <laughs> and Wanda runs outside of the studio and uh, Billy and Tommy are in the street with like purple ropes around their neck. And in the sky, here we have Agatha, full witch outfit, purple aura, all this stuff. And she literally says, you're supposed to be a myth. You have no idea how dangerous you are. You're working with chaos magic. You're the Scarlet Witch in credits. And that's like the shocking one. So this is the first time we hear Wanda call Scar- Scarlet Witch on screen in the MCU. And then we get a mid credit scene, White Vision. And that's not to refer to his race. <laughs> he just literally is White Vision as opposed to green and red. So, And it just so happens that that reveal, of course, being operation cataract because when you have cataracts you have the little white clouds over Mm. your eyes so interesting i I think that they obscure your vision i think that ties in really well to white vision with the cataracts operation cataract so anybody got any like details anything they want to touch on with like either of those two scenes just like yes i do yeah yeah white vision uh this was some. This was done part of the uh, the whole like vision quest and stuff like that. Done where Hank Pym rebuilt Vision, stuff like that. As a whole breakdown, I remember they had him, and this was it. None of stuff came to me. So when I started seeing everything, I was like, "Oh, how did I miss this?" Like I go back and start looking. And the thing is, it, it jogged my memory. It's like that when I brought Sam some comics the other day and stuff like that. You know, uh, by birds. Like, Babe, I need that. more red string. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so basically, like in the comics, it's like that. Freaking when he's reassembled and brought back, it's like that. You know, one of the things is like, why the white color? And stuff like that. And like, my name is Vision. I'm meant to be, you know, like unearth- unearthly freaking. Like he's meant to not fit in and stuff like that. So that's one of the reasons why he keeps that because he's emotionless and everything is just about him being the weapon that he is, which all of this leads to a few things that when you start going back and looking through the episodes and stuff like that, freaking, like, uh, when they did the, uh, which episode was it, where it was the, uh, 
I think it's the Bewitched episode or something like that. Like where they were in the grocery two. store. So with that, yeah, like uh, the Grim Reaper's helmet was featured there. And that's somebody that the vision, you know, primarily fights and stuff like that, which brings it back around to a whole storyline with Alex Lipton. Bear with me, I'm kind of jumping around all over the place. But uh, we know Vision originally in the comics got his uh, his memory, his like his whole sentience sort of that from, uh, you know, Wonder Man's uh, whole little psyche and stuff thing. Well, when Vision was rebuilt so that, that later on, he ended up getting his somewhat of his psyche back when uh, Alex Lipton, who was dying so that, that his memory engrams were transposed onto Vision and stuff like that. And it was just enough where it didn't catch, but it was just enough for allow Alex Lipton and his wife, who's he's not necessarily important, but to say goodbye. But Vision retained enough of that to function a little bit more unlike sentience so that he had more of a little bit of a feeling and stuff like that which is kind of something in my head again red strings all over the place and stuff like that can want to do something similar impose memory engrams onto vision to bring him back and stuff like that to use him for something uh, who what's going to happen with him is he going to be the the overall villain are they going to fight for a little while can they fight inside the hex and so like that and be vision versus vision What's going like? I got freaking stuff all over the place, but I just want to get the back the background over White Vision and the entire Vision Quest storyline, which I can't remember how many issues. I know it was like plus like forty something issues and stuff like that of that entire narrative. So they got a lot to work with here. Yeah, and then of sure. course, oh, of course, Ultron came into play, which is something Brent said earlier uh, throughout the couple of episodes and stuff like that. Um, but again, that's another. That's a string I ain't connected yet, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else on these last two, like, kind of quick scenes after the flashbacks? The um, only, yeah. only thing I want to say is I'm basically predicting next episode will be a vision versus vision battle, and somehow, like, they will, like, do a whole Dragon Ball Z fusion ha come together, and vision will come back to life thing. Because Paul Bettany was screwing with everybody when they had interviews, like the very beginning of the show. It's like, yeah, there was one actor in particular I always wanted to work with. What if the actor he was referencing throughout this whole show was just himself? Just to be even more meta than the show's already been. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't put it past anybody who has signed a Marvel NDA. And honestly, the only thing with that, and of course, that's one of those I've got a tack on that one. I don't have I don't that string is hanging. I, I have a tack on it only because um kind of going with what Will was saying, you all remember I mentioned Simon Williams previously, and that is Wonder Man. And part of Visions, like in Vision Quest, one of the ways that they are able to restore vision if you will is of course he's he's copied from essentially the personality of wonder man and previously nathan fillion had been cast and like there's some um some easter eggs back and i i have to go back and figure out which one it is but there's some easter eggs showman sign showing simon williams on a movie poster because he was an actor and um you know ended up doing these experiments and gained all these powers and such and he was on and off at Avenger for a lot of different stuff. Um, it's also been confirmed not only by 
Olsen herself actually said that there was going to be someone like there would be a big cameo as well. So I can't connect that string to anything yet because it, it doesn't seem like the two of them together would have worked that out. I think that there is still because we still don't have the engineer. So we still have the option for the cameo there. We currently don't know what's going on with Monica and uh, Fietro. So there's still potential with this last episode to do something different. And if you recall, we discussed it. We we've established that there has not been a scene with Doctor Strange and Vision together. Ergo, it is always possible that Doctor Strange could be that cameo. So I, I can't quite connect that string. Although I wouldn't be shocked if they did have Paul Bettany versus Paul Bettany and that be the cameo he was talking about. That that wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> well, that goes into kind of like theories um, and red strings. And let's start pulling on some. I'm, I have one that I started with. This is not the big one I was talking about earlier. Oh, man. Just like why, why <laughs> there, I could just only because it's connected to like Hayward. No, no, no. And it's kind of just like, why would he lie and say that Wanda stole Vision at all? You know what I mean? If he knew that she didn't actually do it and he had the body. I have like a theory on why, but I didn't know if that was like a question any of you guys like asked. I I did I did ponder that. And that takes me back to I think that just further establishes one, what a jerk this guy is. Um, we've not given him enough credit as the bad guy. And he is a bad guy. Obviously not. the. I don't think he's the big bad. But... Um, you opening a piece of gum? Say what? Are you opening a piece of gum? Oh, was my mic picking that up? I apologize. That's actually going to everything. <laughs> gotcha. I, I set it down. Um, I was like, dang, that shit sounds juicy. Well, I don't have my fidget spinner, so I was trying to... <laughs> You see, I'm like trying to do something with my hands here. Um, but no, like Hayward is. he. We, we've discussed previously how he is anti-hero, anti-superpower, and. He wants to turn everybody against Wanda in hopes that that will cause her to use her powers, I believe the conversation he had at the facility was intentional and the conversations he's had up to this point have all been intentional. And ultimately it ends up being Stark once again, who gives vision life. Um, When that drone comes back out and it's got the crackling energy around it, it's that, that drone's inner radiant energy that is used to actually power this new vision. Um, he's got a little arc reactor in his forehead instead of the mind stone. So I thought that was a you know cute little touch. Um, and to answer a you know a hypothetical, how did he get out of Wakanda? There was really no one there to claim vision. And with him not being a sentient individual, it was very likely Tony Stark himself who might have given those rights away, if you will. Um, 
in his mind, he probably would have given it to shield um, shield and sword working in conjunction at that point, shield being dismantled by the time we get around to the events of uh, infinity war. But keep in mind, there was a whole five year period that he would have had to acquire. So even though and for, during that time in end game, you know, when we meet him, he's not doing it anymore. He's like retired. He's like off living the life. So of course he's not going to keep vision's body at the Avengers compound. Ain't no Avengers compound. Well, there is, but it's like, he's going to give it the to the people who, yeah. And he's going to give it to the people who he sees as like protecting the earth right now. Best fit um, to be in charge of it. Yeah. And, and, and he's a sentient weapon. And, at the end of the day, I think like Stark's whole thing was if it's a weapon, it needs like oversight. regulation. It yeah. needs oversight. Yeah, for because sure. Because that's initially what he wanted Vision to be. Like when he was creating Ultron, the whole point was for Ultron to be oversight and be that blanket that protects the Earth. Ultron had other plans. Fortunately, yeah. Jarvis was good enough to get in there and steal those plans at the last minute, hopped in the body. Whoop, whoop. Um, but yeah, Hayward Hayward is he's a bad guy. He's not the bad guy. I just think he's a bad guy. And I think it's because he has his heart on for being against heroes. He's still, you know, got an obvious chip on his shoulder because of everything that happened. He was like, you know, you heroes have all this power and you couldn't save the people when we needed you. Well, maybe we don't need you. We have Well, my thing is this actually, like if Sword is all about controlling sentient weapons. Eventually, like that includes superpower beings. Like if you if you're gonna like for me, like if you're gonna be like this power hungry like director of like that kind of facility, and you look at what happened to Shield being like infiltrated and whatnot, I think you look at Wanda, right? Because like first he sends he sends Monica out there just like on a whatever mission. Cause like first day back, we send you a little easy sum. I need you to take this drone, do X, Y, Z, meet Agent Wu. When she gets sucked in, I think he feels like responsible for her, obviously, because of his relationship with Monica's mother and who she is and their own relationship and the fact that he sent her and she got like sucked in. But then when she he gets there and he sees Vision walking around on TV. And he knows he has Vision's body back at Sword facility. It's like, well, who is this? How did it happen? Because when you tell somebody you're not going to just take $3 billion worth of vibranium out of here and just go do whatever you want with it. And then I show up and you're on TV with the exact same thing that I told you you couldn't have. And I know the one I have is back at the, at the station. Yeah. So what is that? And who made it? How did it get made? And I think it's where can I get? I think, <laughs> and I think it's one of those where it's like I have to control whoever made that because we've had all these people working overtime doing this, that, and the third to like work on the one that was already built. And there's like another one walking around like three days later. Nah, fam, not not on my watch. Like I feel like. <laughs> I feel like he probably said that in the debriefing. He was just like, not on my watch. Like, this isn't walking around. So anybody else got Hayward vision theories before 
I roll out my big board. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hey, Hayward and stuff like that. Uh, again, I was playing around with so many things in my head and stuff like that. If we were playing the mutant angle, I'm like freaking, you know, maybe freaking, you know, he's in the pocket of like Bolivar Trask or some shit. They're kind of setting up freaking Sentinels or something. Um, if Ultron wasn't completely eliminated and stuff like that, he may, you know, you know, they kept the fuck, they kept him on a USB or some shit waiting to download his ass back. Into something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, anybody see my Ultron flash drive? You know, you, this thing goes several ways with that. Uh, scrolls popped in my head, maybe because again, secret invasion storyline. It's about that. He could be a scroll, it's about that. And with the Fantastic Four on the horizon, like, hey, maybe that's the scroll that sets up to end up being a super scroll and stuff like that. And that gives us a bad for that. Like, I don't know. Um, but we got a couple different options to that we can run with as far as theory wise thanks to Marvel and stuff like that. So it's just kind of a waiting game at this point because this can go any direction. For sure. All right. Is it time? I'm waiting on you, man. I have theories, but it's not pertaining to that. All right. So we'll jump into yours first since you're new with it. (laughs) Will, you saying mutant actually leads right into my big board theory idea. Now, this is a self-contained board that does not have a red string that directly connects to any other boards or red strings at this moment. Okay. So in this episode, we basically see Wanda get her powers unlocked, right? With the by the mind stone. It's been, you know, I did some background and it's just like Wanda's been a mutant and then found out she wasn't really mutant in the comic books, like. She's really kidnapped this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. They've, like, done all kinds of stuff to retcon her background. But I think for most of us, we still kind of think of her as Wanda, Pietro, our Magneto's kids, and they're mutants. Um, I started thinking when I saw that process and when Agnes said, oh, so you came in contact with the Infinity Stone that unlocked what otherwise would have died on the vine, it made me think of Inhumans and how in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, the Inhumans are basically, it's like the Kree came to Earth, did genetic experimentation on human beings and basically hid the potential for um, to be like Inhumans in your DNA so that you go through, um, Shiza, what's it called? Terra, the Terragenesis or the Terragen Mist. And if you are an inhuman, it will unlock your powers, right? And we've talked a lot on this show about basically like inhumans have been around for a long time. Mutants have been around for a long time. But the inhuman push was really about Marvel not having rights to the X-Men. And how can we get, you know, characters like Kamala Khan and these cool, like super powered, weird, like characters in there because they were trying to make that shift even in the comics to focus more on Inhumans than the deal went through. And, you know, we're, we're on the path to somehow getting mutants in the MCU. My thought was, is the way they're going to introduce mutants going to be somehow connected to how Wanda's powers got unlocked? It's not terrogenesis because it's not the, te- well, not terrogenesis, but some form of like terrogenesis that happens through like the Mind Stone or Wanda or something like that, where all these people who have like was what Wanda had basically the the dormant X gene. 
that gets unlocked by the Mind Stone. Same with Pietro, because they said everybody else who's touched this has died already. But if they're brother and sister and they both have the X gene, that would also explain why Pietro doesn't die from the Mind Stone as well. So I'm wondering, is this a snapshot of how we're going to introduce mutants being in the, the potential for mutants being in the MCU but not being in the MCU the whole time outside of doing like this parallel earths smashing story. I like where you're going with that red string and I'm going to bring up something I had mentioned um, in one of my rambles. I discussed, I know I've, I've pointed out the hex. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. I've pointed out the hex and I, I inquired, I was like, you know, at the end of the episode, I think that was episode seven. End of episode six, where um, she expands the hex and she, mm-hmm. you know, makes it stretch out and everybody's kind of running away. We see Darcy get sucked into the hex and things like that. Um, Hayward is like in the yeah. Humvee. He's riding off. And remember, I posed the question. I was like, did anybody, do you think the hex stopped? We find out, of course, later that it did stop. But initially, my idea at the time was when Thanos did the snap with the Infinity Stone, it was basically like that shockwave pulsed across the universe. Yep. Wanda is one of the people who got blipped. Yep. Wanda came back with the second blip. Monica went through the hex, came back out the hex and went through again. Now her, you know, like her stuff is being rewritten. If we connect and I'm and sticking with your theory, if we connect the power of the infinity stones being the CMBR, we know that that energy can rewrite cells on an atomic level. I could easily see Wanda having some sort of manifestation that could expand out across everything. And it could simply be everybody who was blipped now possesses, because all those people who were blipped were blipped twice. First, they were blipped when they were gone, and then they were blipped when they came back. So if you think of that in the same context, Monica's cells were rewritten just by going in and back out. Because before she goes back into the hex, her cells are already rewritten. Now, it's going back in that third time that actually manifests her powers the way they are. Monica was also blipped. So I definitely like tugging on that red string you got. And I think that it's going to end up being connected to the power of the Infinity Stones and the snap. All of that's going to connect. And I, I do believe that that will play a part in the creation 
of mutants. And I think that could be those people could be the ones who are affected by the snap. People who had the X gene. If you got blipped and you had the X gene, well, now you got latent powers just ready to manifest if something in your life happens. And it could be the establishment of those characters because now that they have the rights, they technically could start right now telling the story of mutants. They don't have to go back and establish mutants from, you know, whenever. We've got well, that's multiverse. my whole thing. It's like, that's my whole thing. I want it because the as soon as you bring mutants in, the first question is going to be where y'all been? And so Marvel has to find a way to like weave them into the story. Because it's like, if you got all these powers and you see the Battle of Wakanda and the Battle of New York and all this you stuff happening and you, ain't, <laughs> and you ain't showing up, you ain't doing nothing, right. like that's just going to be like the first like obvious question. I want to I go to Will because he's our resident uh red stringer i want to i want to know like you know i want to get some feedback on my on my theory from from the expert <laughs> now <laughs> uh with everything with bringing the mutants in uh you're definitely right they have to have some type of valid explanation uh, and of course i mean valid within the confines of the mcu to explain how mutants suddenly appeared um i'm a big fan of the the Scarlet Witch being the the mother of all mutants and it kind of going from there, uh, allowing her to essentially trigger the the change in, or the manifestation. I think that it could be a thing to where, you know, towards the end of this fight, or the end of this show and stuff like that, she, uh, you know, explodes to like a, a big wave and big enough to encompass freaking, you know, the entire earth so that you could trigger a whole lot of stuff that way uh i still think that it's leading somewhere with the multiverse of madness so that so i mean it's a red string i can't connect it anyway it's pinned to the board but like it doesn't have a destination at this point because we're still trying to figure that out um but that is still like where you're going with it is easily number two on my list of where mutants can come from uh again i'm still leading towards the you know, the multiverse having something to do with it. And I think that the, the two can actually be one and the same. I think you can literally bring it together and sort of that because with something as, you know, altering as the blip taking place and stuff like that, as well as, you know, different multiverse realities, uh, whether they be crashing into each other, interacting, the, the again, we, we, the word probabilities have come up, just something happening within one multiverse and stuff like that can affect another you know, if it's done in a certain way, again, with the, the crossing, uh, like we saw in the intro of the Spider-Verse, and stuff like that, different things start affecting the other realities. So you take all of this together and stuff like that, and you can literally just, you know, spread all the pieces out on the table and just see which ones fit. But we, we got a lot of options. So, yeah, where you're going, yeah, that, the way you explained it definitely moves it up to number two on my list. And I just want to see how it pops. I'm still hard on this you know sword is like making freaking robots or sentinels or something they're, they're they got the blueprint i think for it to kind of go from there and so like that so uh and like what you're saying before with uh everything that happened with stark and stuff like that i definitely think that uh, again it was that suit of armor around the world he knew that you know 
something needed to be done and was and vision was willingly given because technically it's his property now or it was his property at the time so yeah we're here to help yeah so that because remember that's what the robots because we're here to help so that's what pop echoes in my head so that, that like we're here to help and that's what they're doing but it ends up not being as helpful as it seems so yeah i, I like i like your theory i like where it's going i, I, I really want to pin this somewhere all right so that's that's me that's my one theory um i know who who all had like a theory that they wanted to get into i know sam you did will i got brent. i got a little something i'll, I'll go in i'll put me on we the got a lot of theories right. and mine's gonna be brent long. okay well <laughs> i've got a short one actually okay my, well, mine is mine is actually words, short. words i thought i'd never hear leading right. to words i thought i'd never say sam you go first all right i think that uh I had said previously on one of the other theory videos that I don't think we're going to get a big bad by the end of this show. Um, as I was really kind of sitting back thinking about it, this show came to us out of order. We're getting this earlier than we were. Well, we're technically getting it later than we were supposed to get it, but we were supposed to get um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier first and uh, last year, of course, you know, pandemic and all of that, a lot of stuff got changed. June 2020, they had reshoots for WandaVision. And I think ultimately it's going to be Agatha is going to be her mentor. Agree. And. You know, we, we always try to talk about the comics and how it relates and whatnot. In this particular case, we've seen a lot of stuff with Agatha. And one of the very first scenes that stood out to me was when she was on trial by the Witch Council. She is on trial because she has power she shouldn't have. And rather than she's asking for them to teach her rather than kill her, um, they don't go that route. They decide to try to take her out. She kind of goes like she's literally about to die and whatever powers in her then manifests itself to protect the host as, you know, these things happen and it takes out all the other witches. And she tells her mother, like, I can be good. She doesn't yep. want to kill her mother. She still ends up in that battle. They lock up. Um, she ends up taking the brooch and fast forward. That happened in the 1600s. It is now. 20 something. So that means she's already like over three, you know, like 250, 300 years old. So she's been around for a while. She's seen some stuff. Wanda comes along. She's got all this power. And all Agatha's doing is like, how are you doing this? Teach me. Like, I almost feel like she would have said, like, teach me. Show me. But that's exactly what she was doing. She can't get that because Wanda can't give her any answers. So. You know, she's asking questions, she's probing, she's pushing. She even says that she tried to wake her up from this reality, you know, from this false reality. And we come to realize that she hasn't really done anything malicious. She hasn't really done anything evil. I'm air quoting there for those of you listening. Um, and so you kind of start to wonder, like, well, what's her motive? And I had pointed out before when the twins were saying, like, um, after after the death of Sparkin, she's like, you know, mommy, mommy, you can do anything. You can even bring back the dead. I felt like 
Agatha was genuinely shocked and hopeful almost. She was like, wait, you, you can do that? Because she even talks about Pietro, you know, like she, she obviously knows about necromancy. She mentions that she drops that conversation when she says like, you know, Pietro's body was on another continent. So necromancy was out of the, op, you know, out of the, cho- out of the option and she had to go another route. So what we're going to see by the end of this show, and I think this is going to be next episode, there's going to be a showdown and it's going to be this other vision, real vision. And, and I get Wanda's vision. <laughs> That's weird to say uh, the vision that Wanda created. There we go. The vision that Wanda created is on his way back. Monica's running around somewhere. We don't know exactly what's going on with Fietro, um, but since we know he's being controlled by Agatha, when this other vision comes in, Wanda's going to like freak out and want to attack that. Agatha doesn't want Wanda to go out even though she's like, you know, oh, you're the Scarlet Witch. I got to stop you. She still wants that power. So she doesn't want her dead. She just wants her power. And since she already sees she can kind of trap her and control her and stuff. I don't know what her plan was with the kids to try to like. You're not going to like threaten the kids and bring Wanda out in the open and then expect you're going to beat her in a fight. So I think she's still going to try to convince her to like, you know, let me help you. Let me show you. She's going to do what her mother didn't do for her. And she's going to try to help Wanda. That's my theory. Oh, Brent or Will, who wants to go first? I'm just going to comment on that real quick and let Brent do his thing. I'm just going to comment on both of theirs. I like where you're going. I, I'm kind of leaning the opposite on yours. Right that. I think she, I think Agatha wants something and she's trying to get Wanda to give it to her. So I definitely want to see where this kind of meshes up in the next episode. I'm, I'm taking everything you just said and I'm going to put it on my board and kind of see where it goes. So come on, Brent. I want to see what you got. <laughs> I like how you lobbed that up. Both you basically set up where I wanted to go because mine's going to be long and there's going to be a lot of rhetorical questions. So I'm going to need some audience participation at a certain point in time. <laughs> so well, bear with me, folks who are listening to audio. Don't take all day to dribble up the court. Slam that bitch. Come on. Okay. Basically... We've already established that Marvel shows us things that they want us to see, correct? Right. right. Yes. Did we see Shield, I mean Sword, give Wanda that deed? No. No. Wasn't shown on screen. Nope. So we can already say that's not a, like a clear cut and dry thing. So whoever was involved in everything. At some point in time, I'm going to say they controlled Hayward. They set that deed up and moved everything right to Westview, which would also lead us to the book we saw in the basement, The Darkhold. Well, who created The Darkhold? With most magical books, there's like one or two entities that come out of there. Cthulhu could be one. He's a very wild card. Not really where I want to go with my theory. Where I want to go with my theory is Cthon which I had to study up on because I'm not going to pretend like it's already pre-ingrained knowledge. Cthon created the Darkhold and he was an elder god. So not just a small dude to casually bring up there. His book, whoever touches it, if you are not stronger than him, he can take 
control of you and use you as he sees fit. In the comics, he used Quicksilver's body literally just basically as a drone. Did whatever the hell he wanted with it. Long, long time ago, set all that stuff up. And whoever devoted themselves to him, he would like give them powers because his whole mission is just to come back to Earth, which, you know, infinite realities. He's in a different dimension because of series of events. He's got ties to the Fantastic Four. And he's got ties to the new Avengers. Yeah. Both properties that are coming right on board. Um, in the comics, he saw Wanda being born. Literally looked at her and was like, I'm going to come back for that. Like, you know, when you're shopping with your wives and they always look at something, I'm going to come back for that. He basically looked at Wanda the same way and was like, I'm going to come back, take control of her body at a certain point in time. Do Just that. Add to cart, but didn't check out. Yeah, that's basically what he did. And what I'm saying is Agatha, in delving for a deeper power, delved too deep into the dark hold, or is trying to get into the dark hold. And the only person in the comics that could open up the dark hold was Wanda. So basically, through Sam's theory of having Agatha try and push Wanda to do something like Will was saying. They're trying to open up the dark hold and have make Wanda do it so that Cathan can appear. That's my whole red string. There's a lot of loose ends. I'm trying to tidy it up as best I can. I've been hopping over theories as things have come up, but no, I, I can, that was I just can, all last episode. I can support that one. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to jump on that one. So about that, because you remember uh, earlier again, I don't remember which episode. I got to start writing these things down. But I, I gave the explanation. It was the one with the Nexus commercial. I gave an explanation on the Nexus beams, stuff like that. And with that, you also remember there's a point. There's a Nexus point where realities intersect and stuff like that. So leading with your theory and stuff like that about somebody placed and led to that point. Freaking again, Westview could be the nexus point where realities intersect, which would be where some magic is the strongest in certain points and stuff like that, which would allow your crossover come through theory and everything else revolving that. Like they need to be at that nexus point to enhance, you know, Wanda's magic and stuff like that. And her being a nexus being, only nexus beings can cross that freaking willingly as long as it's not inhabited by another nexus being. It's just too weirdly coincidental for me anyway that the deed to the house that they want to grow old in happens to have a deep magic dungeon basement right next door. Yeah. Kind of conspicuous. Yeah, I looked at that freaking. I never like, because he's, well, how did he sign? How was the letter signed? It was signed V? Yeah. The vision. Was that, it was signed the vision? The vision. To the grow vision. old in the vision. Yeah. See, freaking like, freaking. If anything, doesn't refer to himself as the vision. No, and she always refers to him as Viz and stuff like that. So I was, I, I was pe- yeah, I, I was peeping that and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. I'm so with let it. me let me untangle the string if if uh, just a little bit there. So Quickly. Agnes was not already <laughs> in Westview. Agnes states specifically that she felt that energy, and we saw her fly in. And change her outfit to match the scenery around her. 
we saw her fly in. And when she's talking to Wanda, she explains to her that she was drawn to this place because of the uh, latent spells, the energy from the latent spells that she saw. And she had to know what that was. Now, that, of course, makes me wonder if she could pick it up. Why hasn't Strange picked it up? He's a source of Supreme. Like, that's specifically his job. Ergo, the reason we're going to probably see him and he'll be the big cameo at the end. Uh, maybe he'll be the one to kind of help Wanda understand her powers a little bit better. And that's why she's got such a big role in the upcoming movie, Multiverse of Madness. Um, it was Baron Mordo. Uh. <laughs> I mean, what? maybe Baron Mordo would be able to pick up that kind of energy. And that would be a perfect tie in for Strange as well. But ooh, we could just run around on that one for a second. But I can't today. Uh, I, she I, I, actually, <laughs> Agatha came into Westview. She was not already in Westview. And mm-hmm. so that does kind of make me question how she's got that whole dungeon set up and in place. Maybe her. I mean, level. for me, I think it's just as simple as just like she just did some magic. And yeah, like and, as I said, maybe she was able to <laughs> create that. Also, um, go back and look. Initially, I had said that because the book was swirling with that same reddish energy that she would need Wanda's power in order to open up that book. But when she feeds Senor Scratchy, that cicada, the book is open. So she doesn't need to open that book. And I'm, a, I'm just going to tell everybody, go back and listen to my theory about Immortus and Kang the Conqueror. I had a whole little spill about that. Check that out. That's on a previous video. I'm not going to do it today. But we know Kang the Conqueror has already been cast. Kang the Conqueror was Immortus. Immortus is a major character that dealt with Wanda. And that's, yeah. that's go back I just want to pull that string a little bit. I'm go back and check back. out the series episode <laughs> of WandaVision. I think we did it between episodes six and seven. So definitely check that out because less recap, more theorizing and diving deep. And, you know, for people who like that, um, I'm going to do something new. And I'm going to say for anybody watching this video, you know, go ahead and throw your own theories in the comments. Also, give us some feedback of what you think about some of our theories. You know, I definitely want to hear what y'all got to say about like kind of the whole mutant take for sure, because. That's just been a word I've been seeing a lot. I'm usually a very big stickler for just being like, well, a mutant is technically this. And what you're talking about is more of a mutate because it would, you know what I mean? But I ain't going to do that because we don't know what mutant means in the MCU. So I think we are coming up on our close and we're going to close this out the way we do every week, which is everybody's going to give me one question that they want answered in episode nine, the finale. Um, also would like to point out we've gone through an entire episode without mentioning Mephisto. I would like to ever give everybody a round of applause about that. I know everybody who's just listening will did not clap um, for obvious reasons if you've listened to previous episodes. So because he's got such a bad attitude, I'm going to start with him. Will, your big question for episode nine. My big question is I want to know what's going to happen with the boys 
AKA in the comics, Mephisto's freaking children. <laughs> good tie in, good tie in. But no, I, I, I definitely, you know, it's, it's the dad of me. I definitely want to know. Uh, she got the boys, how to, like, what's her purpose for using the boys, how she plans on using them, and if they're going to do anything to, you know, help mom overcome this this overarching threat. So, yeah. For sure. Brent. I need to know who the big bad is. You've been stringing me along for six epi- excellent episodes. Please give me something to work with moving You're still forward. not going to count the first two episodes. I, I it that. didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I listened. It was like six episodes. No, it was, oh, even wow. after seeing all the all wow. her family went through. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He's Can I tell you something dark on top of that? Like when that bomb blew off. I literally laughed because I didn't know what else to do. I was like, <laughs> it was shocking. Oh, that's it was a horrible. shocking moment. And that's what I'm saying. The way that happened was just so jolting. Like, and, it, and, and I knew it was coming and it still, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, I jumped even the second time I watched the episode. I was still, I was like, I know it's about to happen. And, and even the CGI of the way the bodies, go, like, yeah. dang, man, I felt that blast. For I sure. I felt that. All right. So we got what's happening with the kids. We, who's the big bad? Sam. Big question for episode nine. My question for episode nine is going to be what are the teams? Monica, who's going to be fighting who? We saw Monica's eyes were glowing when she looked at Fietro. So I think she's going to see maybe a corpse. Or she's going to see that he's possessed and somehow she's going to be able to see the energy swirling around him like she was able to see the energy in the basement. So that's going to be a fight. Um, Vision versus Vision. I think that's going to be a fight. Can Vision actually... Well, that's a separate question, so I won't ask it. But Vision versus Vision. Agatha versus Wanda. Is it going to be everybody versus Wanda? Are the kids gonna help? Six mom? man tag team match. Right. Like I want to know where where the Teddy battle lines. <laughs> who's fighting who, and what? Yeah. Who's on what team? That's that's what I want to know. That's because I I see all these battles about to take place. The showdown is about to happen. We're coming up to the last episode. Are they about to like go right at it, and then all of a sudden, boom! Strange pops in. It was like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Not here. Waiting for the glowy circle. Right. You know, just what is it like? You'll have the little slide ring. Wax on, wax on. All right. So my question is, what is Agnes's end game? I think throughout the th- throughout the show, we've kind of uh assumed she was like the 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 medium boss working on behalf of a bigger boss. And now we're approaching episode nine and I don't really see personally any traces of a bigger boss happening, at least in this show. It could signal something for the larger MCU future. But as of right now, you know, if we're doing this in three part chunks at the end of every second part, we've been left with like some big cliffhanger and something drastically different about like one of our characters. And so now we have Agnes showing her full power, you know, revealing her true self um and so you know i have questions about like is why was she so interested in 
the fact that Wanda could revive somebody because you would only be that interested in that if you wanted to bring somebody back. And then even starting the episode with her diving into the dark magic, what would possess her to like, you know, the daughter of the leader of the coven should know better. So what would possess her to try to like dive into that dark magic that she knows she's not supposed to have at this time? Is it because she's trying to bring somebody back from way back then and she's just been waiting all this time for the right person to be able to like help her do it? I just want to know what Agnes wants. Like we know what Wanda wants now. We know why the why and how the hex was built. But Agnes being there and continuing to stay there because, you know, she she's powerful enough to leave. You know, Clearly. we've already seen that she's powerful enough to keep Wanda out of her head do all this other stuff she's more advanced than wanda in terms of knowledge so that makes her powerful enough to counteract just wanda's raw aggression so why did you decide to stay and try to wake wanda up as opposed to just like leaving if you weren't actually really trapped there so really for me it's like she does want something from wanda beyond just wanting to know who she is because if you were like, oh, you're the Scarlet Witch, if she's as dangerous as you're trying to make it seem, first thing to do would be, you know, get get out of here, get out of the hex, get as far away from that power as possible. But you grab the kids and are using them as leverage in order to get something. So what is that? What is, What are we going to like kind of walk away understanding about Agatha and her motive of staying there and trying to get so close to Wanda and being kind of a, a the helpful neighbor character, like assuming that role on her own has always just been like a means to an end. And so obviously the season finale, so I wanna know kind of what that end is for Agnes more than Wanda, because I know her story extends beyond this. She's going to be a multiverse of madness. Whatever happens to her is going to have implications in a further movie. And we'll figure that out later down the road. But, you know, Agnes might not make it out because sometimes these things happen. So I really, I'm really curious to get like her story kind of like wrapped up with the nice bow of just like understanding like why she stayed in the hex. So, she was there to deliver the line, Scarlet Witch. That's yeah. her whole. <laughs> yeah, that's her whole purpose. It, that's it's just like Marvel, episode nine starts with her just like riding out of the hex on a brick on a broom. Like I've done what I came to do. Right. Goodbye. You know, like I mean, yeah. we already know that Mary Poppins is part of the MCU. MCU. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she exists, so she's just gonna like float off and that be be on her way. There's no nothing else for her to do. She's done her job. She delivered her line. Um, all right guys well that was great um we kept it tight we got it done um definitely make sure you check out grown egg geeks facebook group i never know which corner is the right qr code but we on facebook we're on instagram definitely check us out in both places smash that like button smash that uh, subscribe button and ring that notification bell just to make sure Never Grown Egg Geek has new content coming out. You get it right on time. Get it piping hot right up. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that the whole time. But yeah, uh, we're going to wrap it up and we will definitely be back for episode nine. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do an episode nine recap and then we're going to do 
a red string theory to try to link between basically what do we think after the finale, how the implications move forward in the MCU. So those are going to be two different episodes. So when you come back next week, you're going to hear about, you know, series recap, series finale recap. But then we're also going to have a separate episode where we can get really, really deep in some of those juicy, juicy theories. So definitely that's why we want you guys to leave comments below, because we want to read some of those comments and incorporate them to the show and kind of give our takes on some of you guys' theories as well. Does anybody have anything? (laughs) I think that would actually be a good show to do live. It could be. Let's figure it out. Launch our red string theories videos as a live. Yeah, we will have. Yeah, we can figure that out. We'll have an admin chat and get to the bottom of all of that. But for episode eight, one actually, before I close, close anybody have anything else they want to plug? We got a lot of plugs in at the top, but anybody have anything else before we wrap? Uh, check out merch out at teesprings.com slash grown a geeks. Get you a cool shirt, hoodie, face mask, mugs. We got got a lot of cool stuff there. Be sure yeah, to check out okay <laughs> tight yeah buy the t-shirts all right guys for sam brent and will i have been jeffrey thank you very much peace out we will see you guys next time peace thank you for listening to grown geeks on your preferred streaming service be sure to check us out on facebook and youtube both under Grown A Geeks.